What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner. I hope you're doing well during this WrestleMania week. It is often hard to explain to non-wrestling fans why this particular week is so significant to us, but it is. It is the Super Bowl week. It is the World Series week. It is all of those things wrapped into something that is uniquely ours, and we call it WrestleMania. Shout out to all of you who follow us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Big shout to all of you who are checking us out via podcast, wherever you're joining us, be that Google, be it Apple, be it Spotify. Thank you so much. Do me a favor, share what we're doing with others as well. We've been working really, really hard. It's almost tiring trying to put all this content together, but it is a good thing. It is a necessary thing as the world of pro wrestling continues to expand and do great things. So with that said, obviously it's mania week. There's a lot to talk about as this week. We're seeing the final episodes of Raw and NXT leading into WrestleMania and it's a big, big weekend. So traditionally these final shows before Mania weekend can do one of two things. They can either be super big shows And in them being big shows, they also kind of give us the last bit of details that we need going into WrestleMania. But lately, I think they've also had a really tough task in trying to ensure that no one gets injured going into WrestleMania. Again, we go back to just a couple of weeks ago, the injury that happened to Big E, which was a game-changing injury, and many think it could be a career-threatening injury. He was clearly set to go into WrestleMania in some capacity. It was believed he was going to be part of a six-man tag that encompassed the entirety of the New Day. That would be the first time we had seen the New Day in tag action at Mania in several years. So this was going to be a pretty significant situation for them and so it is unfortunate that Big E won't be at Wrestlemania but with that said it's one of the reasons why the shows before Mania they try to go safe instead of going hard with that said let's talk a bit about what we saw on Monday Night Raw because there are a couple of big pieces of news one of them being the fact that Seth Rollins does indeed have a path to Wrestlemania thanks to Vince McMahon who will be announcing, apparently, Seth Rollins' opponent at WrestleMania. So for many, many believe that this is the opportunity for Cody Rhodes to debut at WrestleMania. The new rumor, though, and I know we don't talk a lot about rumors, but I'm going to talk about this one because there are a lot of places this could go. The new rumor is that Shane McMahon is being brought back into the company for WrestleMania 38. Now, I will just tell you this. I don't know if that's a smart move, if it's really even going to happen. So let's just go here, right? I think this is one of the reasons why I try not to pay attention to rumors, not just because it can certainly ruin the surprise and the intrigue of all things that are happening in the world of wrestling, but I want us to just kind of think, right? Let's just think about this. Do you really think that spaces like WWE and AEW permit their people to have these kinds of loose lips to just literally spill the beans on everything? 
I believe that they have somebody specifically in these companies designed to leak information. And when I say leak, I'm saying it in air quotes because they've got to keep people talking. But you're not going to share your major company secrets on the regular. You're just not. And if you have hired people who can't keep a secret, then they are people that you no longer need to employ. And I just don't think that a company the size of WWE or AEW, for that matter, continues to have people with these loose lips regularly sharing all these secrets. I just don't believe it. So with that said, I don't really believe this Shane McMahon rumor because one of two things is true. Either Shane McMahon really was at fault for what happened during the Royal Rumble or he wasn't because I can't possibly see the WWE getting all of the horrible backlash they got from the Royal Rumble and they laid that at the feet of Shane McMahon. I can't see them bringing him in for WrestleMania weekend, the biggest weekend in company history. I don't see that happening. So to me, I think Shane McMahon in the news is a decoy. I think it's a decoy for what we're expecting to be Cody Rhodes. And even with the expectation now, it becomes a question of, is it really going to happen? Kind of reminds me, mentioning Big E again, of when Big E announced the day before that he was going to cash in his money in the bank contract. And the big question was, A, will he cash it in? And B, will he really win the title? I mean, like, normally if people announce their cash-ins too far in advance, they don't win. Cue John Cena, right? Cue a few other people. So I don't know that we thought that Big E would automatically win. When he did, we were still very pleasantly surprised. So will Cody Rhodes actually show up this weekend? Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I think with so many rumors floating out there, I will believe it when I see it. But I will say this, if you're looking to get the streets talking, if you're looking to have the people talking, are they going to be talking about a potential Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins match or a Shane McMahon versus Seth Rollins match? I will say this, if Vince does bring Shane in, it would be the ultimate swerve relative to Cody Rhodes and it could disappoint a lot of people but who knows it's going to be interesting to see but uh yeah this is some late breaking news and I I don't know speaking of late breaking news the Steiner brothers have been announced as the last entrance into the class of 2022 for the Hall of Fame so that means this year's class looks like this the Steiners Queen Charmel Vader and The Undertaker. It is a smaller class than the normal classes, which usually run anywhere between six to eight entrants. But given all that's going on that Friday night with SmackDown happening live right before the Hall of Fame, they got to keep it relatively short. So I think the Hall of Fame ends up being two hours max. And I say max because with only four entrants, how much more do you need to do live? I think if they're smart, they keep it to an hour. They limit the speeches for Charmel. There's only so much she's going to say. No offense, but 
Charmel wasn't really even an in-ring competitor to have the kind of career that would warrant a 30-minute Hall of Fame speech, right? I think we'll be interested in hearing from the Steiners, obviously, the idea of Scott Steiner with a live mic on WWE television. Yeah, the possibilities are endless, okay? Vader, you'll likely have a representative from his family who receives the honor, so most of this time will literally be taken up by The Undertaker and Vince McMahon. That's the speech we want to hear, but do we want to hear it? Sounds crazy, right? But I say, do we want to hear it? Because over the last year and a half to two years, we've heard a lot from Mark Calloway. We've heard a lot about him distancing himself from The Undertaker so we could understand who's talking here. So I don't know. I don't know that this is going to have the kind of intrigue that we thought it would, though I think we'll obviously tune in to hear what The Undertaker has to say this Friday night. Interestingly enough, it'll be the Hall of Fame on Peacock going one-on-one -on -one with Rampage from AEW, which will also be going one-on-one -on -one with Impact's multiverse event that's happening there, and that will be preceded by Ring of Honor's Supercard of Honor. So it's a lot going on, and that's just those promotions. We've been sharing with you guys over these last few shows the events that are happening on Thursday and Friday. It is incredible to try to keep up with all of it. I can tell you that there's one show you'll be able to watch for free. That's Zicky Dice's Outlandish Paradise, which he will stream live on his Twitch page. His first Outlandish Paradise show back in January, which happened here in Atlanta, had over 350,000 live in the moment streams. It went on to have over half a million in total. And so I think Definitely you'll want to check that out. That's going to be a great show on top of all of the other great shows that are happening during Mania Weekend. Speaking of that, when we come back, we'll talk about some updates to the NXT Stand and Deliver card. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about some predictions for WrestleMania and some new things that we've learned. That's coming up when we return. Southern Honor Wrestling is now on IWTV. Relive the biggest moments and memories from SHW's historic first year. Simon Dallas Page is here at Southern Honor Wrestling. Quit. But Jericho is here and can't watch out. It's going on. Oh, my God. Give me a minute. Oh, man. Over you. Oh. Because we're just getting started. Don't miss another second of SHW, the fastest growing independent promotion in the Southeast. Check out Southern Honor Wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv. New subscribers use promo code SHW to get five free days. SHW, this is our wrestling. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. What are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, 
wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here for it a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine, COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a been there is a you there will always be a NXT stand and deliver goes down WrestleMania Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central, leading us into, of course, WrestleMania Saturday, which will kick off, I believe, at 7 p.m. with a live pre-show, as they tend to do. And so all of that will, will come about. But NXT had their go-home show for that last night, which I thought was a significant show. I've been saying this, and I'm going to repeat it. <sighs> Those of us who are fans of the black and gold version of NXT may still be harboring some feelings, dare I say, when it comes to NXT 2.0. But I do think that NXT 2.0 has taken its time to develop, and now we're just about past the space of where NXT 2.0 is literally trying to prove that it's all about the new stars instead of the previous stars. So with that said, I think now we finally get to a competitive space in NXT 2.0. My interest is peaked in a few things. For one, you've got the NXT title match, Dolph Ziggler against Braun Breaker. Kind of seems to some degree like a foregone conclusion that Braun Breaker leaves WrestleMania weekend with the NXT Championship. The however and comma is if there is indeed going to continue to be a longstanding relationship between Monday Night Raw and NXT 2.0, there's actually, I think, a great case for Dolph Ziggler retaining the NXT Championship at Stand and Deliver. Let me go ahead and, and state my case for those who are interested. Certainly, it seems too easy for Braun Breaker to win. His father is being inducted into the Hall of Fame the night before, ends up being the big storybook situation where he's the leader of NXT 2.0. The thing is, if NXT's design 
is to be able to now prepare superstars to head over to Raw and SmackDown with a very easy transition. It seems to make sense that the person that you end up beating to get access into Raw is a Raw superstar. Who better than Dolph Ziggler? Ziggler, who, for whatever reason, never really had the big giant breakthrough on Raw or SmackDown that he should have as a world champion. His world title reigns are often forgettable. In fact, the thing we remember most about his world title reign is when he cashed in the money in the bank the night after WrestleMania on Raw to defeat Alberto Del Rio to win the World Heavyweight Championship. We remember him more for his intercontinental battles against The Miz and his IC title runs. We remember him for his tag title runs. We don't remember him for a world championship. So to have him as the face of the brand is actually a win. So for me, not that we're going into full prediction mode, but I think the thing that keeps people talking about NXT 2.0 is Dolph Ziggler leaving WrestleMania weekend and still your NXT champion. Will it happen? I don't know. Because truth be told, I didn't think he'd be going in to stand and deliver as the NXT champion. But he is. So that says something different potentially is happening. So we'll see how this plays out. I personally think Braun Breaker, let him be groomed a bit more to be the guy in NXT. Or better yet, let him successfully make the transition over to Raw. And let Dolph Ziggler actually get some time as this brand's champion. I like the idea that he's almost Brock Lesnaring the place. And what I mean by that is not cowboy Brock, but the beast incarnate Brock, who only shows up every now and again as champion. It adds some mystique and prestige to what's happening in NXT. Now, granted, when I say doesn't show up, he's shown up in some way, shape, or form every week physically. But what I mean is not necessarily fighting every week, making that title something that you really have to aspire towards. I think that would be interesting. And it'd be a great way to connect fans who are a part of Raw and SmackDown with what's happening on NXT. It's also giving folks at NXT the brass ring to go after, to beat a legend, not a legend in his own mind, that being Braun Breaker. Yes, Breaker has an amazing future in NXT, no doubt about it, but I'd like to see Dolph retain this title coming out of WrestleMania weekend. He deserves to have this as a WrestleMania moment. That's for sure. One of the other things that we learned, of course, coming into Stand and Deliver is now we're going to have an NXT women's tag title match as we see the reuniting of the inaugural NXT tag team champions, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. That kind of came out of the blue. With that said, though, I'm really happy that Raquel Gonzalez does not miss Stand and Deliver. It was last year at Stand and Deliver where she became the NXT Women's Champion and really had this incredible ascent through NXT as her star has risen. For her now to be back with Dakota Kai and they get another shot at the tag titles, I think it makes sense. I think it's going to be compelling. The only thing I don't like is that it's on the pre-show. I think there's a match or two maybe on NXT's Stand and Deliver that could have been moved 
to the pre-show to make way for this tag team title match. However, I think the tag title match is going to be incredible, and I do think that we're going to have new tag team champions. Uh, I think we'll have a new women's champion as well, as somehow I've started making predictions for NXT Stand and Deliver, and that wasn't the intention. So my apologies. With that said, I think Stand and Deliver is going to be a really, really good show. You can check it out again on Peacock at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central this Saturday. It is a special start time. It's different than what we're accustomed to. But just brace yourselves because it's a whole weekend of wrestling and a lot of it. And I love it. So I'm looking forward to that. By the way, speaking of returns on Monday Night Raw this past Monday, we saw the return of Bobby Lashley who we did not think was going to make WrestleMania because he was dealing with concussion and shoulder issues following the Elimination Chamber where he never even got in the ring to defend the WWE Championship. With that said, Bobby Lashley takes on Omos at WrestleMania. I will say this. I'm not a big fan of what's happening with Omos right now. But you cannot deny how large and intimidating of a figure he is. And when you look at how big Bobby Lashley is and how Lashley looks like a child compared to Omos, I understand why they are doing the things that they are doing with Omos because he's one of those figures that you just can't seem to miss. That's Omos. And so... He is what WWE loves, the kind of person that if they're walking in an airport, you turn twice and three times and you stare and you look. That's what they're looking for. You also have that with Lashley. I do believe that Lashley gets this win and Omos gets his first loss happening at WrestleMania. And it's only fair. He debuted at WrestleMania, started his win streak there. Let it end here. Do not serve up Bobby Lashley to Omos. Don't do that. Not a good look. All right. So with that said, tonight we focus on AEW and see all that they have going on on Dynamite tonight. That should be very intriguing. This weekend is going to be wildly intriguing with Tony Khan clearly in Dallas to ensure that the relaunch of Ring of Honor happens well. Several AEW competitors will be involved at Mania weekend. So this is going to make for a very interesting time for the sport. And before we go, I want to say that it is amazing to see how WrestleMania has transcended the WWE and has become the gathering for all of professional wrestling. And that is a great thing. I know there are those who say it's terrible how, you know, all of these other organizations can say all these bad things about WWE and then quote unquote leech off of them for Mania Weekend. Let me say this perspective, my friends, is everything. And it is super easy, if we're honest, to be upset about everything and to be critical of everything. But I see this. Nobody says, well, it's Super Bowl weekend and we're the USFL or we're the XFL, so we're not going around. No, because we realize it is a celebration of our sport. You're not in, you know, another basketball league and say, I'm going to boycott the NBA finals or all-star game because it's not my league. This is about the sport. Of pro wrestling and I love that first of all WWE hasn't tried to shut down any of these shows they don't need to 
They're the moneymaker in all of this. They're the one that's going to get paid tremendously. But wrestling fans will have other things to do during Mania weekend. And there are likely a number of fans and supporters who will show up Mania weekend, not for Mania. That's a good thing, too. It speaks to the health of our sport. And I hope that during this Mania week, you find some piece of wrestling content to consume that may not be WWE. Now, why would I ask you to do that? Here's why. Because the health of our sport is important. If we've not learned anything in the last two years, hopefully we've learned when it comes to wrestling that if you're in the WWE today, you might not be in the WWE tomorrow. Who can forget this time last year when in the rain Samoa Joe is calling WrestleMania and two days later he gets released? Like these are the kinds of things that happen in the world of WWE. And so it becomes important that there are other spaces for these wrestlers to apply their craft. And that's why all of these folks showing up during Mania Week speaks to the health of the sport of pro wrestling. The fact that you can have somewhere around 30 shows happening over a three or four day period and all of them have some degree of attendance and support and can be viewed on pay-per-view and the like, that is such a win. And I hope that we as wrestling fans can move from being territorial about which brand is the best and recognize that it is the sport that continues to live because the truth of it is without these independent organizations and these non-WWE organizations, where will WWE get its talent? Oh, well, I guess we kind of have an answer as we know that there are WWE tryouts that are happening this weekend and they are tryouts with a lot of collegiate athletes. There may be some pros and cons to that. The pros being that, you know, these athletes are certainly nearing the prime of their career, super excited and successful in these other spaces. The con is if you've never wrestled before and you're fluent in other sports, that success in those other sports don't always translate to the sport of pro wrestling. So. With all of that said, it's a good thing that there are multiple places to apply your craft. We'll see what comes out of the tryouts this weekend. But really, this weekend's all about pro wrestling. And I hope that you find a space or a lane to enjoy. We'll have at least one more show before Mania Weekend for sure. With that said, we definitely want to hear from you on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Continue to subscribe to this podcast and join us next time. Representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. I am Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I lead my 